Hey guys, uh, it's going to be kind of a weird opening today. Uh, I'm sure as most of you, most of you have already heard uh, on July 8th at uh, around 11.30 in the morning uh, in Nara Prefecture, the former Prime Minister Abe was shot uh, by a man in his 40s uh, with a uh, self-made, handmade, improvised weapon. Um, later on in the day, uh, Mr. Abe was uh, pronounced dead. Um, and he was one, this is one of the uh, first uh, cases of a major uh, assassination in this country, especially uh, one with a uh, gun. I mean, it's an improvised, improvised gun, but it's still a, a, a gun um, a violent shooting here. Um, and so uh, usually we like to keep this uh, show um, more lighthearted. Uh, we do talk about serious topics, what we do. So uh, with, the, with the, you know, a little bit of a, uh, a smile and, uh, you know, we, we like to joke about things, but today... Uh, I wanted to start off the show just me um, expressing my condolences to his family. Um, our, our, you know, we say it a lot. We say our thoughts and prayers, but really, uh, our thoughts are with the family um, and uh, with those who are saddened by this national tragedy. Um, I wanted to do this by myself. Um, no other uh, guests today, just in the beginning, um, to get that out there. Um, uh, you know, democracy is something that we absolutely must protect. Um, and and acts like these uh, fly in the face of everything that democracy stands for. Um, and I think that even though I haven't always uh, agreed and seen eye to eye with everything that um, Abe believed in, he still believed in democracy. Um, and so uh, with the election happening uh, this weekend, um, I hope that the Japanese people can go out and uh, vote for the candidate that they support uh, and not fear, fear any fear or, or, or doubt um, and that this country will rise from this uh, stronger. Um, and that's all I have to say. Hey everybody, welcome to Small Talk Japan. On this show, we talk about all things Japan in English. My name is Mitch, my co-host. Josh. And Josh, I want to start off today. Well, we already started off once, but you know, I want to start off the, the main show today um, with uh, completely just, you know, so because I think that a lot of people think about a lot of things out there. Um, and I want the rest of the show today to just kind of be like silly and kind of escapism a little bit. So we'll, you're not going to be too serious from this point forward, okay? Um, so I want to talk about something completely not important at all. Okay. I hate Nintendo. Why is that? <laughs> so I, I beat Breath of the Wild. Wow, only a few years late. When did you guys give it to me? I think I was still a, I think I was still a young man. When I was a young man, my father When I was <laughs> It was like four years ago, I think. We you really wanted a switch for your birthday for some reason. I really wanted to play Zelda because all of you guys played Zelda and you kept talking about how awesome yeah. it was. So we got you a switch and then I got you Zelda. Zelda. And then I stole your 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 father's who used your father's pro controller went to you and then it went to me. Yes, because you were immediately like this controller doesn't fit my hands and it sucks. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Anyways. Anyway. Anyway. So, 
So four years later. <laughs> so I beat it because starting this year, I was just like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna play this thing. I actually played it a little bit when you guys first gave it to me, but then like, I was so busy then that I just remembered like all the things that I had to do in my life, and then starting this new adventure with my little friend Link, which has been overwhelming at the time like it's not, it wouldn't be seen as fun it would just be stressful yeah because i you know because you have to learn all these new things you have to explore all this stuff you have to it's, it's like so much time invested in it mm-hmm. and i didn't have that time or the capacity so i let i just didn't do anything until i don't know i think it was like december or the beginning of this year whatever so i started playing okay and i immediately like <laughs> i broke the game from the beginning like i i, I should have played the game the way it was intended to be I watched a four and a half hour retrospective on it the other day that has a talking puppet in it. I don't remember the creator's name, but it was a really good retrospective. But one of the things that he brought up was like talking about how players will play a game and make it so efficient and optimize the gameplay so much that they'll optimize the fun Mm. out of the video game. Right. So I assume you're going to bring up the like the blood moons, right? Where they... They basically reset the entire world every 14 days or something like that. No, I, I, that whatever. That's all fine. Whatever. That doesn't matter. I, I was like, I don't know. I was like Little Link. I had like like a tunic or something. I don't know. I was just like, hey, Hyrule Field, Hyrule Castle. This looks like fun because I used to play Bard in EverQuest. Yeah. And what Bards are, are they are the game-breaking, annoying characters of the game. Okay. They, they wear plate mail. So they can supposedly take hits, but they can't. They're little pussies. They die so quickly. It's ridiculous. Okay. Like there's like clerics, warriors, uh, what are they called? Paladins, uh, shadow knights and bards that can wear plate mail. Maybe there's more now. I don't know. The game's 25 years old, whatever. But when I played it, that was it. Okay. And for what, whatever reasons, the devs thought the, the, the original variant, I think was the company that developed it originally before Sony took it over. They were like, these run faster than anything in the game like we're talking nothing in the game is as fast as a bard they run at like real life speed of like 150 miles an hour okay we're not talking about on a mount i'm just talking about they play a stupid song on their drum and then just run around yeah they're like let's give those guys the top most most ac class armor class armor yeah, that's pretty weird. In D&D, they wear, like, leather armor. Wait, we're not done. Then they're like, let's give those guys the only ability, the only class that has the ability to cast while running. Oh, okay. And on top of that, they're like, oh, and the other thing we'll give them, not only will we give them the ability to, to crowd control so they can, uh, what is it called? I don't remember the, what this is called. Uh, shit, I don't remember what this spell is called. I can't remember. It's been a long time. Uh, uh, it's where you stasis a, a, a mob. There's a word for this. Not lull, but... Stun? Not stun. It's a... Uh, mez. Okay. Mesmerize. So they just, like, the, the mob just sits there and doesn't move. Okay? So not only can they do that for three, up to three targets, and they can do this during PvP, but they also gave us the ability to charm giant fucking monsters. Dude, how dumb is this? So we can, we can charm giant fucking monsters. We can do this while running faster than anybody else can catch us, while also being able to cast, like, me, uh, magical resistance... That's the highest in the game. So not only are we the fastest, the most slipperiest, and the, like the like the most OP, but you can't do anything about it because you can't catch us or cast anything on us. So dumb, right? Yeah. So what bards were famous for was training, which is like going and collecting all these mobs, and then oh oh oh, and then then I don't know, like f- four years, five years into the game, they're like, you know what else we're gonna give bards the ability to fade memories, which means like they press a button and not only does it make you invisible that everything at that point that has aggro on you, it instantly forgets about you. 
Why did they make this class? It's so OP. Anyway, so what you do is you'd go around a zone, just pull all the, just get aggro on all the 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 the, the baddies, and then just like run them over to a camp of like people that you don't like. And just wait until all the mobs get close enough and then fade memories. And then the mobs will be like, where did that bard go? Oh, here's some other squishy things. So their aggro doesn't reset when it loses? No. It, they stand there for a minute and wait to aggro something else. It resets after a while. But if there's something else around, they'll start attacking that. Okay. So that's the class that I played in EverQuest. So I was really annoying. And, and I knew how to run away and through things, okay? So I started playing Breath of the Wild. And people are like... You know, because I watched some of the trailers and like some of the stuff in the beginning, and they're like, "This is one of those games that if you try to fight your way through everything, you're gonna lose." And I was like, "Does that mean I have to train through everything?" And that's exactly what that means. And so in Hyrule Castle, they have like these. I'm not gonna ruin any of the end games, so there's no spoilers in this. But in Hyrule Castle, they have these like giant red spire thingies that come around. It's like the Ganon stuff, whatever. I don't know. And like I ran my way over there because they have what are those things called? Uh, psh, the octopus things. Uh, they're not whatever they're called guardians you Octopus know things. they have like the laser and the, and the mm. scary music yeah, the guardians yeah. guardians right okay so like all you do is you run away from all those dodge them whatever okay and then you get to the spire and i was just like i wonder if and this is another thing that i used to do in everquest i used to like wall walk a lot see if i could rub my way up things and get higher yeah 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 you can do that you can totally get access which there's like you can just creep your way around the castle and not get killed by anything and be totally fine from like the beginning of the game so i had like three hearts and like end game weapons <laughs> i was like what in the weapons you don't kill anything to get them you just open chests which don't require any keys so like immediately i just broke the game and I was like, this isn't hard. And then as I was playing the game, like I got to a point where, uh, what are they called? Lionels? Lionels? Uh, I know what you're talking about. They're I, like the centaur things. Yeah, the centaur things. I think they're called Lionels. Anyway, I got I got to a point where I could just like easily, like even the, because you know how the, the I'm going to ruin a little bit of the game. If you haven't played, it's a five-year-old game, whatever. But like if you, as you level up and get like more into the game, like the, the mobs in the, in the, in the outside world, like get harder. Yeah. They, they, they level up. But anyway, um, the lot, I think they're called Lionels. L-Y-N-E-L-S. They, um, yeah, Lionels. They, even the top level, well, I didn't get the dlc so i don't have like the top top level i have like the top level of the original game the they're like silver lionels mm -hmm. i figured out a way to blow them up to the point where you just start your attack and before you've before they get a chance to 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 attack you back they're dead yeah so you just wreck them in like 25 seconds they're just gone so then you start farming lionels and then you just get like epic weapons and then the whole game just becomes stupid and i sent you a video of the last boss yeah how long did it take me to beat the last boss it's like 30 seconds less than 30 seconds it's like and action i'm like and did you see a bunch of particle effects and it's just done that was like my first encounter with the last boss it wasn't so much the amount of time it took you to kill it more just like the fact that you were standing there and like not moving i was just like <laughs> and i'm gonna kill you and it, like that was the end that was the game for me yeah. like i ruined the game for myself but that's not but that's not okay that's okay because if you haven't played breath of the wild i still highly recommend it because it was actually a really good fun maybe 150 hours it was good I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the music. The visuals were fantastic. I thought that the, 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 because if you've played previous Zelda games, like the, the take on this new Zelda game is really interesting. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, there are bad parts. The voice acting. Whoever played Zelda, I mean, that was just awful. That was just awful. Absolutely it's, awful. It's really hard for me to remember. It's been like over three years since I lost. It's an American woman playing a British girl who was like crying the whole time while talking. It was horrible. And the thing is, if you listen to the Japanese version, Japanese version is totally anime and fine. Yeah, it's totally fucking fine. All the people talking, they're great voice actors. It's totally. So if I wish they could offer it with Japanese voices and subtitles. Mm. Anyway, that's not why I hate Nintendo. That's all great. So good job. Okay. Now p- playing Zelda made me all nostalgic. So I'm like, Switch has this thing called Switch Online. And Switch Online allows you to play retro titles from your childhood. Mm. Nintendo 64 games and stuff like that. Now, I have never played Majora's Mask. Because right really? right when Majora's Mask came out, I was like a senior in high school or something like that. And so like it was like time for no, me to... No, you weren't. It was the year 2000. I was a senior in high school, you motherfucker. What? I Majora's was in Mask. Like Check elementary that out. school. Check it out. Dude, you're a baby. You're a baby. Anyways, check it out. Majora's Mask, year 2000, maybe. I don't know. I'm just pulling this out of my ass. I have no idea. But I uh, I never played it. Yeah. Year 2000. 2000? Yeah. Okay. So I was a senior in oh, high school. Oh, yeah. It makes sense, actually, because I was eight years old. Because <laughs> it was like my first uh, like big RPG. Majora's Mask? Yeah. Not Ocarina of Time? No, I played Majora's Mask first. Okay. So, so I, I played Ocarina of Time, and I just remember like... I think Ocarina of Time came out like 2004. I started to 1994, 1996, something like that. So like either I was like a freshman or like a third year of junior high school, something like that. Okay. So I was still kind of like young, like 14, 13 years old. And so I played that through and I remember thinking like it was just the most amazing game I've ever played in my entire life. It was like 3D. I mean, Mario, Mario, whatever. Super Mario 64. Yeah. That, that game was good too. But like nothing got close to Ocarina of Time. I mean, just the, it made you feel feelings about a game. And anyway, when Majora's Mask came out, I was already like an adult. I was drinking and like I had other things to do. Okay. So then I got to this age where I'm like, you know, too much adult now, not fun adult now. And I'm like, you know, I really want to play Majora's Mask. And when I was in Las Vegas two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whenever it was, I actually called up all the retro uh, video game stores to see if they had Majora's Mask. None of them did because mm. it, it didn't sell as much as Ocarina of Time. So it's not as rel- re- re- readily available. Right. And the reason why I don't just buy it in Japan like I did all my other video games, all my other retro games, is because I want to play it in English. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could get through it in Japanese, but I played every other Zelda game in my entire life in English, and I don't really want to play it in Japanese. Yeah, like, I understand that feeling. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I could get through it. It's a kid's game. I mean, it's not it's not hard to read. I mean, if I can't read a kanji, it has furigana on top of it. I'll get through it, right? Yeah. But I want to just be able to do it in English. So instead of focusing on the language, I'm focusing on what's happening in the game. I feel like if it's always in Japanese, it's going to take me out of the game or something. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, so I finish Breath of the Wild and I sign up for uh, Switch Online and it's like 5,000 yen. So it's like the buying power of like 50 bucks, okay? For a year. Sign up, log in, go to Majora's Mask. I'm like, dude, I'm going to fucking play this for the first time. It's all in Japanese and there's no way to change it. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh- Nintendo is like that. Like they region lock everything. And but but the software that you bought in Japan, when I plugged it into my Switch, I hit my Switch's default language is English. So the software that you bought in Japan that you gave to me, you plug it in, it's in English. Yeah. Well, it's because uh, I think all the Switch games, they, they match the language of whatever your system is. Your right? System is but. right. So I thought Nintendo Online was going to be the same thing. It's not. And I'm like, why? 
That doesn't make any sense, right? Because, like, dude, it's all there. Yeah. Like, dude, a ROM for a 64, I think, is four megabytes. Yeah, that's true. That's pretty weird. There's no way around it. Like, you can't, like... It's the same thing as the Sony cameras that we were talking about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Or maybe last week or whatever. Last week. You know, which, by the way, we've got a final price. Uh, no, it's it's almost the final price. Because ha- I'm probably going to have to pay import duties. If you guys didn't catch us all last week, I'm importing two cameras from uh, America, Sony cameras, because Sony cameras don't have English settings in Japan. They're only Japanese. And Josh's fault that I'm doing this. 100% Josh's fault. So I had to get English versions of these cameras because he's a camera guy. And uh, they had to, not only were they expensive because they're paid for in dollars and the yen is weak right now, but also the shipping on them was 8.5 mon. So that's 85,000 yen. So that's the equivalent of buying power of like $850 to ship two little cameras without their batteries because they won't let me ship fucking batteries. It's two little cameras. Not, not, not the lenses, not the accessories, all yeah, that shit we bought bodies. in Japan, just the bodies. Yeah. And so we're going to find out how much it's going to cost me to pay taxes on the way in. Yeah. All together with like lenses and all the accessories. It's a almost big, 20 grand. Yeah. Probably almost 20 grand. It's probably close to 20 grand. Yeah. It's not, it's not been cheap. Thanks, Josh. I didn't Thanks, see. Nintendo. Anyway, so, so I'm stuck because I want to play Majora's Mask from my late childhood that came out that I hear all these people reference that I never got to play. And I cannot get it. And then I, I look on eBay because e- sometimes eBay will ship to Japan. Mm. But like the thing is, is like I've been, I've been, I'm on the subreddit uh, retro gaming. And a lot of people say don't trust eBayers because they'll give you like a fake cartridge with like a SD card on, like plugged oh, into it, like a yeah. fake ROM. I've seen that before. And like, I don't want to do that. Like I don't, cause they're like, they're like 50, 60 bucks and then shipped. It's like a hundred bucks to get out here. And it's just all I want. I don't even need to keep it. I just want to play through it once so I can have that experience before I die. That's all I want. Yeah. I mean, it probably because it was my first Zelda game that I played, but that was the most memorable, like one of the most memorable games I've ever played just because it, the moon crashes into the earth like every three days or something like that. Right? No, like, the moon is going to crash into the earth and if that happens the game ends but he uses the ocarina to like travel back and forth between time to... uh, so you can like reset or something like that kind of but, well anyway but like, there is like a time i limit. know i know like the general and i also know that it's a much smaller game than o- ocarina of time is which is fine that's actually one of the things i liked about breath of the wild is that and this is some it's controversial but like the fact that the temple shrines were like bite-sized temples hmm yeah, I thought they were okay, like the shrines. Like, dude, the water temple from Ocarina of Time, like people have been stuck on that for weeks sometimes. And so you get stuck sometimes. But in uh, in uh, Breath of the Wild, you never get stuck. You're like, oh, I'll come back to this later. Yeah, if you do get stuck, you just like mark it on your map and you come back. Come back later when yeah. I'm stronger or something. Yeah, but one thing I do like about Majora's Mask is like it has all the different masks in the game. They're yeah. like a bunch of magic items, basically. So I, I just found that so fun when i was a kid and i collected every mask and so and that's you know and, and i see footage of the game right in retrospectives that like mention it and i look at it and i'm like i want that experience i think like, i mean maybe i won't like it i don't know i mean i did try to play something retro the other day but it didn't work out whatever uh super mario brothers on the on the super nintendo that was fine because i still love that game it's so great but the thing there's two things that i that are causing me unnecessary stress for no reason because i'm stupid 
One is I need I need the just fucking cartridge for Ocarina of Time because I even went so far as to buy the hack kit for the 64 so I can plug it any region cartridge into it. Mm. So that's fine. Okay. I even bought because I, I was thinking I was going to play the Ocarina of Time on the or sorry, the Majora's Mask on the Switch. So I even bought the USB accessory to play wired controllers on the Switch. But it's in Japanese, which fucking sucks because Nintendo literally this will cost you zero hours of dev time. You just simply make a little option to change the server in which it downloads. This is not hard. This is really not hard. Okay. But anyway, um, yeah, so I just don't know what to do. I'm like, it's the same situation with Sony cameras. I'm just like, why do you guys language lock things? Like what? When, when you fire up Netflix or Disney Plus, it's like, would you like this in any language in the world? You're like, yes, please. Like they already did the work. Why don't they offer as a product? Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> laziness, man. Laziness. Anyway, I just need to figure out how to get myself an authentic Majora's Mask cartridge from an English-speaking country. It can even be British English. Look, Alex, I don't dislike the way that you spell things with U's and shit and, and other things. I for, Oh, dude, there was another word that I was just like, is that how you spell that? And it wasn't tire. I know you guys don't spell tire, right? Well, they spell with a Y, right? That's so where did you guys get your spelling from? Anyway. Okay, let's get to the news. Uh, nope, not gonna do that one. Uh, no, no. Uh, let's start off. Let's start off the news with the with the uh, with the uh, what is it called? A uh, I forgot. I, I'm forgetting English these days. A disclaimer. Let's start off with a disclaimer. Everything on the show is fake and fiction, and people that we talk to. What is it? What does it say in South Park? No. <laughs> the resemblance of anybody is all completely fiction. Please don't sue us. Whatever. Yeah. We need to have that in the beginning of our show now. I don't even know if that's going to help because here we go. Japan introduces jail time, tougher penalties for online insults. Now, let me tell, let me read you the news article and then we'll opine. A prison term of up to one year and uh, other tougher penalties for online insults came into effect Thursday as part of Japan's efforts to, to tackle cyberbullying. The revised penal code uh, also raised the fine for insults up to th- 300,000 yen, like 2000 to $3,000. Uh, upping the the ante from the current pellet, uh, penalty of uh, detention for less than 30 days and a fine of less than 10,000, which is like 100 bucks. Uh, the statute of limitations for insults also has been uh, extended from one year to three years. Okay, that's all fine. Here's the problem. The way that the law is written, uh, Japanese lawyers have commented that it's so ambiguous that what constitutes an online insult? Mm. Um... You know, they were talking about at this time, this is before current events that happened in the last couple of days. But when this when this story came out, uh, one of the lawyers was quoted saying, if a Japanese citizen criticizes the current prime minister. So, for example, Kishida, uh, does that fall under cyberbullying? And does that mean that they have to go to jail for a year? Right. I think if they don't release that law without like exact rules, then it shouldn't you shouldn't be able to be fined for it or put in jail for it now that would happen in a normal legal system but remember the penal system in japan is fucked up there's some problems with it okay like 99 percent conviction rate oh i saw that in a toilet in tokyo uh they're all like I'll, I'll send it to you put this in the show um i was in tokyo and they're all like there's a toilet in the yokocho in shibuya and they're all like because i guess they had a problem with graffiti or something like that and so they, there's like this sign that's like, it's written in Japanese and in English, but it's like, do not graffiti in this room uh, because there is a camera, we are watching you. And then it said like something to the effect of like, 
Japanese. Uh, here it is. Graffiti is illegal. Graffiti is a crime in Shibuya, as though it's not a crime in Kagoshima or something. Any violation is punishable by law. This is all in English. Report to the police. Analyze security cameras. This is totally like machine learning translation. I'm going to send while I'm talking. Uh, arrest, detention, prosecution, five years in prison, fine, 500,000 yen. In the criminal trial of Japan, it will be convicted with a probability of 99% or more if it is prosecuted. So just remember that, guys. Like, I get it. I get it that they had a problem with graffiti, so they don't want you to do that anymore. I mean, I would be frustrated too. Yeah. But like touting your complete made-up pro uh, prosecution rate of 99% of forced confessions, that should that is constantly a criticism of the UN. Yeah. The UN is constantly saying, that's not cool, guys. Hey, maybe first world countries shouldn't do that, guys. Touting that as like a reason to not graffiti was kind of hilarious to me. But anyway, so this this law is about you know the cyberbullying. It was it's made in good intentions. It has to do with the uh, terrace house uh, uh, personality. I forgot her name, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Let's not bring her up the name. But terrace house per, per, terrace house reality TV personality was cyberbullied and she committed suicide. Right. Um, and I don't think cyberbullying is should be permitted. I don't think that's protected under speech. I don't think harassment is protected under speech. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I think you need to really, really define what that means. Yeah. And the one good thing about this rule is that uh, in three years, they will review it and see if it's being abused. But if you've gone to jail already for a year in that three years, your life is ruined. Yeah, your life is ruined at that point. Right. So you guys, please tell us, what does that mean? Otherwise, we'll just keep putting the South Park disclaimer in front of our show. <laughs> that even helps <laughs> probably doesn't i mean like we never pick on people to pick on people it's like i mean i've criticized politicians in the past if they're incompetent or if i don't agree with them that's fine i've never like attacked the man you know never attacked the person yeah it's criticism cyberbullying is telling a joke cyberbullying like if yeah. there's no solid line then I mean, I understand that there's limitations to freedom of speech like you like you know in america for example sh shouting fire in a crowded theater is illegal it's yeah. absolutely legal. You are not allowed to say, this is a skit from the whitest kids you know. Oh, yeah. It's like, you are not allowed to say, and I'm not going to say it, but like something, 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 the president of the United States. Yeah, I remember that skit. That, now, whole, that whole show is just pushing, pushing the line, though. They, have, they, they came back. They have like a new, I think it's on Netflix or on Amazon Prime or Hulu or something like that. They brought him back because they made a movie that flopped. And then they, they came back and they were like talking about like, how they made a movie that flopped or something like that. And it's horrible. The TV show's garbage. Really? It's not as good as it used to be. I think it's the whitest kids you know that came back. Anyway, so there, there, were two, there were two shows that were like, I think in the 90s that were like just terrible. One was The Whitest Kids You Know and the other one was Wonder Chosen. Oh, you've shown me that before. Don't watch that, guys. Yeah, Don't. Do not look that up. Wonder Chosen is like, it's a parody of Sesame Street and it's all the horrible... It, that was back when comedy was basically like, like when Jackass and... Beavis and Butthead and South Park were just doing whatever they wanted to do. And the whole world was like, we can do anything for comedy. Yeah. Wonder Chosen was really bad. Anyways. The, th the, the fact that they got kids in that show as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure when they were filming it, they weren't saying the things that they actually said in the actual released version, but still the kids are in it. Right. Anyway, uh, let's move on. So, so just guys, be careful at home what you say about people online if you are in Japan because you might go to jail. Yeah, if you want to post rude comments to us, careful. No, it's actually engagement, so please do. It's fine. We're totally cool with it. Be as mean as you want, especially when it comes to Josh. Feature CBD takes root in Japan as government moles. 
eyes. Considers easing laws for can can cannabis meds. So it's not really a med. We're talking about CDB oil, which is cannabidoil. Cam, 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 cannabidoil. <laughs> Sound it out. No, no, no. I know what this word sounds like. I've just never said it before. Cam, cannabidoil. Google it. Make Google read it. Can, cannabidoil oil. How do you spell it? It's, it's, it's this. It's just can't, can't. Anyway. So CBD, which is not the psychoactive part of the marijuana plant. That's the THC side. Makes this uh, oil that in a, you can buy it in other countries like in the United States. It either has TAC or it doesn't have TAC. The one that doesn't have TAC is actually technically legal in Japan and has been sold on the market for years now. But it's just recently becoming okay. Make her, make her read it. Cannabidoil. I think it's called cam, cannabidoil. Somebody at home who's really into this is really getting angry at me right now. <laughs> anyway, while you're doing that. It says here, the issue is figuring out what amount of THC in a product is accept acceptable, uh, blah, 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 blah. Cannabis oil. If you're at home and you know how to say this, just leave an angry comment and specifically cite Josh. There are many different, there are many difficulties like liaisoning with the health ministry and customs. Uh, there were no... There, there was nowhere to manufacture the product as well. I really started from zero. This is one of the people who's currently started a company in 2015. We've actually done uh, production work, uh, advertising work for a local, it's not a producer, it's a refiner of mm. CBD oil. The, pr the production happens in, in America. It's sourced in Oregon. Yeah. And then the raw materials that have been cleaned of anything THC related, which is the illegal part in Japan, is then shipped here, and then this company would refine it and sell it as a legal product. Uh, it stay, they still do. And uh, we ha I remember we had so many problems. Like, we couldn't advertise it on Google. We couldn't advertise it on YouTube. We couldn't advertise it. I think Twitter was okay. Twitter was like, fuck it. And then Instagram was like, okay. No, Instagram was okay to post it. We couldn't advertise it on Instagram. So there's all these restrictions. And no radio, no TV ads. For really? Yeah. Which is weird because it's completely legal. Nothing. I think it's just like the association. Yeah. Association. You know, bad things. Yeah. Supposedly. Well, let me tell you, man. I, I think I said this before, but like when I went back home to America for that week, oh my God, I just couldn't believe because it's legal now to smoke. You know, I was just like everywhere you want to just stunk. I was just like, damn. And like, I don't like smoke. Like in general. I was just like Stop and go outside. <laughs> I was surprised the last time I went to Oregon. Yeah, oh my God, uh, Oregon, I can only imagine. I, I went to a little bit of a, the countryside of Oregon. Oregon's already pretty country as it is. And like as we were just driving through, uh, the person who was driving us was like, yep, this place became a pot farm. That place became a pot farm. This place became well, a pot farm. Well, dude, if you, were, if you were growing corn and you were profiting like, I don't know, $15 a square meter. Mm-hmm. And then you switch over to marijuana and it's like $1,500 per square meter. Yeah, exa that's exactly what happened. It's like everyone that was like producing food, like used half their land I mean, for the, weed. <laughs> I mean, this isn't the first time it's happened. Tobacco farms, yeah. cotton farms. I mean, there's always been some commodity that was really valuable. And then instead of planting food, farmers are like, let's grow that. Because like it's the same soil, it's the same sun and it's the same money. Might as well maximize profits. Even if it does mean that you know, in a world where we should be able to produce enough food for everybody, we're not because we're, you know, 
wanna wanna smoke a bit. I mean, it's a little bit, a little bit is okay, but at least at least meet world hunger before we. Before you make everyone hungrier because they're smoking. <laughs> we give everybody the munchies. Yeah. All right, let's get to a story from you, Josh. Uh, news: Yu-Gi-Oh manga creator Kazuki Takahashi yeah. passes away at sixty. So I heard about this because uh, a lot of my friends on Facebook are big nerds, like I am. Mm. Uh, a lot of my friends are changing their Facebook profiles to their favorite Yu-Gi-Oh card in memory of him. And like, I th- I assumed he passed away. Of, old age or health or something but 60 is not old age pass away age dude well like i know you're young but come on 60 60 is not that old that's like two of my entire life 60 is literally less between you it is 20 years away from where i am right now i know i i didn't know how old he was until i read the article after Uh, okay okay you just assumed that he was older i assumed he was older like really old like 65 yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) and manga creators are known for having a lot of health issues because of their they're very harsh uh, work conditions. Also, people that are artists or writers tend to have, let's call them habits, like drinking or smoking or whatever. Because, I mean, I mean, dude, I know firsthand, once you get creative into the mood and you get into it, you, you, the things that you associate with the creativity, really, you get hung up on them. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that does happen a lot. But uh, reading this article, it said that the Japan Coast Guard found manga creator Kazuki Takahashi, real name Kazuo Takahashi, off the coast of Nago City in Okinawa on the morning of Wednesday, July 6th. And he was 60 years old. Uh, so he had his snorkeling gear on him. And it's not... I think they're still investigating like the events that led up to yeah. his uh, death. But... I read another article saying that it was assumed that he was attacked by a shark. Mm. Very sad to hear it. He, he, like his work has been a really big inspiration for a lot of the shows that are uh, really popular now. What was it? Yu-Gi-Oh! Or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. It's time to do, 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 do. You ever hear that? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a little bit after my generation. I, I never played the card game, but I, I liked the show when I was a kid. So, yeah, I mean... That's one of those. It's probably a leisurely accident. Something happened, but <clears throat> they are still investigating it, right? So, all right. Next up, KDDI's day-long mobile disruption affects up to 39 million connections. Josh, who's your KTI service provider? AU, which is owned by and operated by KDDI. This is where I should say that's why I didn't get any calls that day, but nobody ever calls me. <laughs> I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice until somebody mentioned like, oh yeah, did you notice that like your phone line's down? I'm like, no. <laughs> so this happened several days ago. And it's like the major Japanese telecom company said, Sunny, it, had, it, it has finished work to restore services up to, for up to 39.15 million mobile connections that have been affected by a network disruption around, for around two days. Uh, and it was what to be viewed as the industry's most serious outage to date. <laughs> Basically, like all of their customers had no cell phone service for around two days. Now, Josh didn't notice this one because nobody calls him, and two because he lives under an umbrella of Wi-Fi at all times. But the thing is, though, I still had uh, internet service on my phone. Uh, it might have been phone calls only. Yeah, I think it was just phone calls and uh, text messages because I I did try to use my phone to confirm my login for uh, PayPal. Yeah, and I just didn't get the message. So. I'll, 
I couldn't log in. Yeah. Um. Every now and then, there's a, like one time I went from uh uh to Tokyo. This is like about a year ago, and I landed, and while I was in the air, like half the Docomo network went down from across the country, and I like get to Tokyo. I'm like, why the fuck is my phone working in Tokyo? This is so stupid. And then I was looking at other people struggling with their phone. I was like, maybe this is more than me. And then I I, I forgot what I did. Uh, it came back on for just a second. It was it was like on and off kind of thing. It came on for just a second. My tech let's call my tech-headed friend, had already sent me a tweet saying, Docomo down for half the country. Ha, ha, ha. I'm just like, that's me, motherfucker. But yeah, uh, that does suck. Especially if it's a you know, mission-critical situation where you got to have your phone for something. Yeah. It really does suck. But yeah, uh, they got it fixed, so that's good. Oh, also our businesses' phones are on. Yeah. Did, did they say what happened? Well, they said that there was an outage and that they fixed it. So they don't know. It's like the, you know, the, the front fell off. Somebody accidentally turned it off. The front, the, no, they didn't. They needed to turn it off and turn it back on. Yeah, they forgot to turn it back on. All uh, right. They were like, oh, let's just turn it off and go home. You know, they probably did. They probably plugged all of those connections into the light switch plug. You know, the one that's like on a light switch somewhere that nobody knows what it does. And then they turn it off yeah. on accident and then all the power went out. These are American problems. No one in Asia knows what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, uh, let's go on. So this one, you got to put this video in the in the show. Uh, so on the on the YouTube uh, version of this, you can see this. If you're if you're listening to us on audio, just Google this on Twitter. It's hilarious. Penguins at a Japanese aquarium are being fed cheaper fish, and they aren't happy. For the penguins and the otters at Jap- Japan's Hakoen. Uh, Hakone-en Aquarium, uh, an hour's drive southwest of Tokyo, inflation and rising prices have meant a change in diet. Um, the animals are not happy about it. Before the uh, aquarium offered penguins and otters aji, which is horse mackerel, which, do you know English fish names? I know horse mackerel just because I've looked up aji so many times. People are like, you know, what is this? And I'm like, fuck. I don't know. <laughs> like uni. When somebody told me uni, I was like the yellow stuff. Yeah, sea urchin. Well, I know it now. <laughs> when they first asked me, like, what's uni? I'm like the yellow stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like when I go to a sushi restaurant, I recognize the Japanese before I right. know the English. So I look it up. Like there'll be certain types of tuna where it'll be like something, something, something maguro. And I'll be like, I know what that is. That's like the really fatty one that I don't like. They're like, what's that in English? I'm like, I don't know. The fatty one I don't like. It's literally fatty tuna. <laughs> no, there's like four of them. And I'm just like, I don't know. I have no idea what these are. Anyway, so to cut cost uh, in May, the aquarium switched to a cheaper alternative, saba or mackerel, which again, I don't know English names for fish, but I know what saba is. Yeah. So this video that you've already put into the, the video podcast uh, yep. for the, our audio listeners is amazing because you can see it's they, they invited the fucking news to come and watch this. It was so hilarious. You got the zookeepers, the zoologists, like giving these fish to these penguins and they're literally like incredulously looking at them and then turning their beaks away. I'm like, that's not my dinner, you asshole. They're like, I'm an emperor penguin, not a commoner penguin. Pretty sure they're not emperor penguins, but yeah. Well, I, I was making a joke. <laughs> yeah, it was it was hilarious. It was hilarious, Josh. Let's all right about it. If you like my joke, please. And if not, also... <laughs> Bull- also me in the comments below. Also comment engagement, guys. Uh, let's see. Uh, you got two more, so I'll do... You get fun ones, so... We'll go. I'll do one. No, wait. Let me do. I'll do one. Okay, go. Speaking of refusing to eat food, Pringles. Cut that out. Don't cut it out. Leave all this shit <laughs> in the show. What are you doing? Don't edit you. 
Pringles, Japan. Oh my gosh. What Pringles, Japan. No, it's not Japan. It's Japanese. I keep trying to say Japan. Pringles, Japanese egg sandwich flavored potato chips on sale now. Said to taste and smell the part. So when I think of an egg salad sandwich, I'm not like, oh yeah, that's the good stuff. That's, that's a nice smell. I just sent you a sticker online. I'm not supposed to just ignore that. Um, no, dude. Do you ever buy just the egg salad by themselves? No, I don't. So it's always like, for me, it's always like the triple pack. Where it's like the ham and cheese or lettuce or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. And There's then like a tuna one. A tuna one and then like the egg salad yeah. one. Like I never get the egg salad one by uh, itself. I guess I do get it sometimes. Like they're not bad, but they're really buttery. There's butter in them? It, I think the bread is buttered before they uh, put the egg salad sandwich in it. Dude, Japanese convenience sandwiches, they they taste good, but they are literally poison. Yeah, they're not the best. I, I would say, like, I prefer American uh, sandwiches, even, like, the ones that you get at a cheap place over Japan. Like, the, the bread in the Japanese ones is basically sugar sponge. Yeah, <laughs> it's a sugar sponge. It is. <laughs> And then they like lather it with mayonnaise. And like, if you guys ever, there's like the controversial, like they have these online where basically if you take a, a square box and put the ingredients only in the dead center of the square, square oh, yeah. bread, yeah. and then put another piece of square bread on top of it and then cut it diagonally across and then look at it. It looks like it's stuffed to the brim with shit. Yeah. But it's just in the middle part. I think convenience stores for the most part, they don't do that so often anymore. Because they, they got called out yeah. on it. If you get a sandwich from like some cheap place, oftentimes it'll be like that where it's like stuffed in the middle. It looks like it's going to be the best sandwich ever. And then it's just like the same piece of ham folded over six times. Well, what do you think about the, the whipped cream strawberry sandwiches? If you don't think of it as a sandwich, if you like think you're eating cake with your hands. That's essentially what you're eating. Yeah, it's not as bad. But to me, the idea of like, oh, I'm eating a sandwich but instead of mayonnaise and ham and bacon and everything when does it go from sandwich to cake what's the division line because there's some venn diagramming overlap there i think it's if you're eating it with your hands and it's two pieces of the cake on the outside i am pretty sure i could eat cake with my hands if i wanted to but it has to be like two pieces of the cake part sandwiching but sometimes cakes have two layers pan layers or more then if you're eating it with your hands, then... But then if there's frosting on the outside, then it, it makes it a cake. No, 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 because some cakes like uh, lemon cake or whatever it is, lemon pound, whatever the fuck that is, sponge cake, that doesn't have any frosting on it. There yeah. are cakes that... Pancakes. Oh, where are we going with this? Yeah, the McGriddle. It's a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> They're the same thing. Anyway. Yeah, so I, I think as long... You can pick it up and eat it with your hands as a sandwich. There's actually like an American definition of a sandwich, which classifies some weird things as sandwiches. Is a cheeseburger a sandwich? Yes. A hot dog is technically a sandwich too. No, this is blasphemy. I'm just, I'm sorry. Continue with your, with your blasphemy. Anyways, so I guess they have, Japan is known for having weird chip flavors. Like, I feel like in America, we have a lot of different flavors of chips, but Let's go American popular flavors. We got barbecue. Barbecue, yeah. Vinegar, salt. Vinegar. Yeah. Uh, whatever Lay's original is. Yeah. Salt. Yeah, it's just salt and oil. <laughs> uh, what is it called? Sour cream and chives or whatever. Sour cream and onion. That's my favorite. 
And I think, oh, Cool Ranch, Doritos, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah, all, well, Doritos has a bunch of weird ones, but that's I think basically those are it. The, the main whatever ones. a Frito is. Yeah, I mean, that's a corn chip. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, um, Japan has like very specifically flavored chips. Like ume, uh, what is it called? Plum? Plum, no, 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 plum no, no, flavored no. and like, shit. For example, they, they mentioned it in this article. Uh, among Pringles just for Japan chips, we've seen karage, which is Japanese fried chicken. Kind of want to try that now. Not going to lie. Takoyaki, which this oh. article likes to translate it as octopus balls. But Well, I was actually just going to say that. That's exactly what it is. Congratulations. And they're What old. would you call it if it's not an octopus ball? I don't know. It, I guess octopus balls. Okay, <laughs> then we're in agreement. It's an octopus ball. But they also have like a bunch of like I've seen Pringle flavors that are like, uh, what's that really famous soup? Onsume? No, 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 no. Miso soup? No, no, no. Not, not a Japanese soup, but it's like the most uh, famous soup in the world because of the tea. Tamyangun. Whatever. They have like... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we, I gave you the food articles because I don't do food. Like they have like Tamyangun flavored chips and stuff like that like they have like what fucking language are you saying <laughs> is this they, a star wars reference what is going yeah. on here they have like very specific flavors of chips and i mean it works as marketing because i all every once in a while i'll want to get some chips and i'll be like i want to know if that tastes like it are they like the kit kat thing where they don't they i mean they offer like some staples and then they just like rotate in other flavors as like seasonal shit they do have that as well, I think. But I mean, speaking of Kit Kats, though, oh, actually, we we did a taste test. Do you remember that episode? Yeah, long ass time ago. Right up here. Don't yeah. watch that. That was horrible. Yeah, I think the show got better. <laughs> that was like the low point. <laughs> but I love I love Linus Tech Tips as like I love Linus Sebastian as like a YouTuber and like uh, the Wan Show. I watch it religiously every week. I don't really I watch less of the videos, more of the Wan Show, just because I like the behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. But then, like, every now and then it'll recommend to me, like, a WAN show from, like, 2009. And just watching that just makes me feel so much better about myself. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. Anyway, sorry. But I, I mean, that's about the end of the article. But I don't know why they put so much emphasis on, like, it doesn't just taste like egg salad sandwich. It smells like it. A big selling point. Yeah. I don't know. I don't eat food like that. Egg salad fragrance. They put it. Are you one of those guys that go to like the seasonal Starbucks and McDonald's menu items? Do you get them? No, I I, I hate the seasonal thing because they almost always taste worse than you want them to taste. Szechuan Szechuan sauce. Szechuan. What, what is it? Szechuan. That from Rick, from and Rick and Morty. I've I, never had it. I don't it. think I've ever had it either. It only came out once in the '90s or whatever. And they're obsessed no, with it. Didn't they bring it back because there no. were so many random people just like rolling around on the floor going like, "I need my sauce." No idea. I, I only I, I think that was a big thing in America. Okay, like a million years ago. Is it like the the it's Mormon time when they like gaslit the theaters to thinking that Morbius was like a really good movie because uh, there were so many memes about it, so they brought it back and it bombed harder the second time. Apparently, it's doing well in the only blockbuster in America. Well, good, good for it. Like, it's already in the blockbuster. Yeah. It was like in a theater like a day ago. Well, I mean, nobody. You know what memed out movie is doing really well? Minions. They like broke like Fourth uh, of July w- weekend records. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of weird like guys in suits. Yeah. 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 What is that? It's a meme. 
I didn't even know that movie was coming out until like my Instagram got flooded with like hundreds of people going to watch the Minion movie in suits. Yeah, guys in suits. Okay. <laughs> they they made so much money. I love the internet. It's so good. Anyway, have you seen Morbius? Because I I hate that dude. No. I, What's his name? Jared Leto. Jared, Jared Leto. Thirty Seconds to Mars is an amazing fucking group. He needs to never star in a movie ever again. Why is he in movies? What was that movie he was in? The really dark one. Suicide Squad? No, it's like an older movie. No. About like drugs and. Was it called? Sex and... Was it called His Life? I don't know. <laughs> Jared Leto story. <laughs> he needs to never be in movies. That guy. There's just certain people that don't need to be in movies. He's one of them. Like. Just get him out of movies. Yeah, I I don't like him in movies. Like there are certain people that just don't. Ben Affleck. <laughs> Ooh shit. Uh, Requiem for a dream. Requiem for a dream. Requiem. Requiem for a dream wasn't bad. Uh, it was really really big when I was around the time that I should have been playing Majora's Mask. Yeah, actually, it came out the same year, I think. Yeah. No, I just remember that movie kind of like scarred me because it was. Really there, there's dark. a line in it that I would say, but I won't say on YouTube. Anyway, uh, imagine you had a Porsche and it looked really fucking cool. And you're like, this is the coolest looking Porsche I've ever had. What color would you put, paint it? Pink. No. Well, I think we just learned something about you today. <laughs> I mean, you'd, you'd paint it like, I don't know, red or yellow or something fun. Yeah. You know, if you're conservative, white, I don't know. But you would, <sighs> world's blackest Porsche. <laughs> Painted with Japan's Musou black. Uh, I don't know what the kanji is because it's not included in this article, but I'm, I'm guessing Mu is like, like Muryo, like empty. Probably. And then so it's, it probably just means like completely empty black. So I didn't know that this existed. I knew that uh, Vanta black is a thing that it, if you've ever seen this, and if you've ever seen, I actually saw a car here painted in. It wasn't Vanta Black, but it was close. And uh, I've seen an object painted in Vanta Black in America, in Vegas. And when you see this color of black, it breaks your fucking brain because it's so dark. Um, Vanta Black absorbs all but 1.5% of the visual spectrum. Basically, when you look at it, it looks like an Acme hole that you pull out of a box and slap on something and makes a hole in something, you know, in Looney Tunes. Beep, beep. That's what it looks like. It looks like there's missing data here in it, but in real life, it fucking breaks your brain. You're just like, and you keep, you keep rotating around the object to find the shiny spot or something. No, it's not there. It's just, and this Musou black, so Vanta black is 1.5. This Musou black is Japan's like new black color is 0.6%, it says. 6%. So it's one third of Vance Black, which I'm not sure if this is accurate. I'm going to Google this later, but if that's true, that's fucking crazy. And this, this guy decided to paint his portion. It. Get this. That paint costs... Uh, is, it costs about, 25, about $25 for 100 milliliters or three ounces. How much paint do you need? Paint a whole car. Probably a couple gallons. So a few thousand, more than a few thousand dollars. But Vanta Black is way more than that. Vanta Black is like, I think like to paint your car, it costs like something like a million dollars or some cra crazy shit. So what about the windows? Because I'm sure the windows aren't painted. Oh no, the windows are the windows are fine. Like they're actually you could probably include the video in it. I think it's from Twitter, so you can just like read, just like insert the tweet. 
But yeah, it just, oh man, I gotta tell you, if you just Google this if you're listening to the audio podcast, like world's blackest Porsche Japan, Muso Black. It just, man, it breaks your fucking brain. It just can't imagine it. I mean, really. But anyway, I don't know, I don't know why we're, whatever, whatever. I just think it's weird that somebody who has like a really cool car would, would erase it from the visceral spectrum. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't buy it. I mean, people will look at it. People will be like, oh my God, what is this dark shadow moving around? I get, I get it. People will look at it, but you could have done that with a Honda. All right, I got two more stories I'm going to blow through really quick here. One is a. Were you going to say something? No. You look like you were going to say something. I was. Don't, 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 don't flinch me. <laughs> what? Two for flinching. You ever play that game when a kid? When you were a kid? Is that the punching game? Yeah, every, basically, when I was a kid, everything was a punching game. <laughs> we were. Dude, we had this one game. Oh, I shouldn't say this because then people will try it at home. Don't say it. Don't tap your pen too. Oh, okay, sorry. It was basically a game that requ- that in that involved the eraser of a pencil, and it gravely injured you, but you didn't realize it until after the fact, and then it was horrible. I have a guess, but anyway, I'll ask you later. Anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to give any. I don't want to influence the youngins. Here we go. Canadian, uh, so Canadian rocker reunited with stolen guitar in Tokyo after 45 years. Now, now this, I don't think this was stolen in Tokyo, but here we go. Canadian musical Randy Bachman, a former member of the rock band The Guess Who, not The Who, The Guess Who, <laughs> which is like The Who, Guess Who, uh, was recently re- reunited with his beloved guitar in Tokyo some 45 years after it was stolen. Uh, I'm going to skip some of this. It says, uh, Bachman, who's in his late teens when he bought the guitar, a Gretschitz, I don't know if German, Gretschitz, made in 1957 while out with with music legend and longtime friend Neil Young. Bachman cherished the instrument whose sound can be heard uh, on the Guess Who hit American Woman. Maybe they are big. Yeah. I take it back. Yeah. You guys were big. In the past. Uh, until 1977 when it was stolen, it was stolen from a Toronto hotel. Uh, an extensive search for the guitar brought up nothing and its whereabouts has long been a mystery until Bachman one day uploaded a video to YouTube telling its story. A fan in Canada then began using its distinctive wood grain pattern to search online. It's quite, quite smart, right? Mm. So, you know, it's like a fingerprint to the, to the guitar. Eventually, he tracked the Gretschitz Somebody's going to kill me for the way that I'm pronouncing this word. To Japan, to Japan, musical uh, musician Takeshi, uh, a songwriter for idol groups, including Kanjani 8. Oh my gosh. (laughs) There are a million fangirls that are pissed at you now. Kanjani 8. Kanjani 8. You don't know Kanjani 8? The idol group? I'm too young to know who the who are. Or sorry, the guess who are. And I'm too old to know who these Kanjani 8 is who it transpired had bought uh, the guitar at a secondhand instrument store in Tokyo. Now, here's the thing. Takashi is such a fucking... Uh, is it Takashi? Is it Takashi? I think it's uh, Takeshi. Takeshi is such a fucking bro. Wait, if I insult somebody and then say something nice about something, does the law, like, do they do they take off the insult? Is it like a put on zero? I think it's if you insult them twice, it cancels out because two negatives make a positive. Oh, so we should get Alex on, this, on the show more often. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
let's see. Okay, so anyway, so on the day of the hangover, uh, hangover, handover, <laughs> Bachman expresses gratitude toward, towards Takeshi by presenting him with the guitar of the same brand and model. The two then played together. So basically, Takeshi was like, hey, bro, I got your guitar. I bought it secondhand randomly in Tokyo. You want it? He's like, yeah. And then, like, you know, they had a, a moment. So fucking good on you. See, this is these are the type of Japanese stories that I love. You know, lost things coming back to the, the rightful owner. You know, that kind of stuff. I'm going to go to my second story and my, my last story. And then you go to your fun, more fun story. Survey reveals the average monthly allowance of Japanese high school students. Josh, when you were a kid, what was your allowance? I was allowed to live. No, I, uh, I had a job. And other than that, if I wanted money, I had to complete quests by like cleaning the house or something and i would get paid a certain amount back for to clean it. the house did they pay you in gold rupees uh they paid me in copper pieces, copper pieces. yeah okay. wasn't a great deal did you know the penny is actually worth more in materials than it is in its actual I value did know that. they need to stop doing that yeah it's not very smart guys that's why I, we're I in think, so much debt i think they are actually not printing pennies anymore because of that is that the word? Printing? Pressing. Uh, pressing, yes. I mean, you could print a pre- penny. <laughs> yeah. we, can, we can try. It'd be cheaper to print then. <laughs> Actually, they're talking about how the dollars no, no longer make sense. Anyway, okay, so you said if you worked for it, they give you a little bit. Yeah. How about you? Uh, Well, in high school, I had a job. Yeah, me too. So no allowance. I think I think I went through this like synergistic relationship with my mom when I was a teenager where if I had money, she'd take it from me. And then if I didn't have any money, she'd give me like a fiver. Here's your fiber. I mean, when I was 14, I think she gave me lunch money because I was. It was like super illegal for me to work when I was 14. So I only worked on the summers when I was 14. Mm. It was still super illegal. Thanks, so, Osaka, Las Vegas. How about Japan? Like, are you allowed to work as a student in Japan? You're technically uh, a bona fide adult after junior high school. Oh yeah, because uh, high school is not mandatory. It's not compulsory. And uh, so here's the thing, though. It's so confusing in this country. So you graduate junior high school and you are 15, okay? And it's like, congratulations, you can get married and have a job. And then they were like, mm, no, let's change all those rules. Yeah. And so it's kind of 18 and 20 for things now. 18 mm-hmm. for a credit card, bank account, and then 20 for everything else. Alcohol. Alcohol, cigarettes. Smoking. Yeah. I think you can drive from 18 you I can drive so. a scooter from 16. So you're never really even because I think back in the day, 15 was the, was the, was the, the time. Yeah. But then now it's like eh, adolescence <laughs> is this new thing we invented in the 20th century. Yeah. Keep kids, kids longer. Yeah. So, but anyway, why are we talking about this? Oh, yes. Yeah, so I'm pretty so sure. How that, much? How much do they make? How much? I, I, anyway, I think that high school students from the first year can work. The thing that that prevents them from working is the rules of their high school. Oh, I see. So if you don't have any, if you don't go to high school, you can just start working in Japan is, right. the, is the rule. I've never hired anybody under the age of 20. Though. Yeah, never under the age of 20. Yeah. So I, I would know. But uh, but uh, waitress and waiter staff at weddings are oftentimes high school students. Really? Yeah, they're usually 16, 18. How do you know that? Because I used to teach 16 and 18 year olds. Oh, okay. And they used to work at weddings. And they love that job. Our newest staff... The youngin, he yeah. used to do that too. I, I've heard, and because it pays really, really well for the for the short time that they work, and then it's like a very happy day, so you don't really get a lot of problems. It's really easy. 
So, but you got to be like a nice looking person. I don't mean like hot. I mean like kind and friendly looking to get that job. Do I look kind? So the, <laughs> of course you do, Josh. Uh, the, okay, so here we go. So broken down by year, I don't know, sorry. The average high school student's typical monthly allowance comes out to be an average of 5,582 yen. Wow, that is not a lot. A month. And so just for reference, that's like, they gave, they referenced the Pokemon Legends words, I don't know, Nintendo Switch game, which retails for 6,578 yen. So they'd have to have two months of allowance to get a Pokemon game. I'm trying to think of, makes sense. yeah, I'm trying to think of like, it, it's not a lot of money, but at that age, what are you really doing that needs a lot of money? Like, I mean, like hanging out with your friends. If they transport, whatever, so they pay on their little beep, beep, beep card, yeah. right? I mean, I guess, might get something from the Konbini, but they're not buying alcohol or cigarettes. So it's like, what, a hundred yen chicken thing or something. Yeah, eating a pile of french fries between their friends at McDonald's. Which is like $7 between five people. Yeah. What was the first thing that you like saved up your allowance to buy? Well, I bought everything that I ever had. So everything like uh, I, I used to buy a lot of clothes, clothes that I liked. And then I remember the big, I guess the first big thing that I bought was my first computer that I bought at a computer uh, show, which used to be a thing uh, in the nineties. Uh, I think it had windows 98 and I think I bought it in 98. <laughs> How much was that? Do you remember? With a monitor and everything, I was about $1,400. 98. How old were you? Like 16? Yeah. I was like 16. Wow. Dude, I, I was working throughout high school. I mean, I had a full-time job working at CompUSA when I was 16. I was kind of thinking like the first... I actually found my name yeah, badge. You sent it to me. And there's a there's a YouTuber who does nothing but retro tech. Uh, and he oftentimes will be like in his show and he's wearing his fucking CompUSA badge from back when he used to work at CompUSA. And I fucking love that man. And if you guys are... Any of you guys are into old tech, I will show you i'll tell you anyway what were you gonna say well i looked this up oh i was just gonna say the first thing that i saved up my money for was in junior high school i remember doing chores for a long time to save up for uh, an ipod mini oh dude ipods weren't even a thing until i was like well into your 20s yeah i think it was in my 20s when it happened yeah because i it was my second year of junior high school i want to say because i remember at the time i was really into green day had long hair and i wanted an ipod mini so i could jam out yeah they the first car that i ever bought in japan nissan laurel fucking love you straight six 2.0 liters with the turbo two stage turbo maybe it was only one stage maybe i'm thinking of super sure whatever it i put ground effects on it because of course i did because i was like 23 and stupid as fuck <laughs> And I dropped a system in it because, of course, I did because I was 23 and I was stupid as fuck. And I had a, an iPod Classic 80 gig. I think I still have it somewhere. Mount, I mounted it to my dashboard. And it was like one of the first iPods that had like the color screen. Mm. And I, all of my friends were like, they were just loved the fact that they could just like wheel around. And I had like hundreds of thousands of songs. They could just play whatever they wanted, like insane volume. There's no noise laws in this country. So I was just like, I had my like fucking Tokyo Drift mobile. It was fucking amazing. That retro uh, YouTuber I was talking about is LGR. If you ever, if you're ever curious and like looking at tech from like the 80s and 90s, he's really fun. But he's super niche, so I don't think anybody's gonna care. 
Uh, let's go on. Uh, let's see. So basically, so 5,000 yen and the majority of people, if you are, it actually increases third year high school students have an average of 5,759 yen a month. So cool. Get a job. Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Things I don't believe in. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> so how are you feeling today, Mitch? Feeling pretty good. On a scale of zero to 10,000, would you say you are a 15, a 3,899 or a 10,000? Wait, I can only do 4,000 to 10,000. There's no, there's nothing between. Japanese company uses video game style hit point badges to help employees know who needs a hand. So uh, that sounds bad. <laughs> Sorry. The, this Tokyo based firm uh, understands it can be hard for people to speak up in Japan about their feelings don't when, when don't not, when don't not tell feeling. me your feelings don't tell me don't so i don't want to know i'm feeling i don't care don't tell me i'm stoic i'm a i'm a stoic man don't tell me that's not true a lot of guys talk about their feelings these days it's like becoming more of a cool thing to do yeah i i, I mean i guess not everywhere i talk about my feelings a lot not at the office so much hey guys i'm having a sad day everybody gives you ice cream or something if i'm if i'm having a bad day i'll I'll say it to some people, but more as a warning. Like, I'm like, hey, I'm kind of in a I bad mood. I might bite you. Yeah, like if I'm a little prickly, then like, I'm sorry. But don't you for a second think that your working environment is anywhere near what a Japanese office looks like? Yeah, that's true. We're it's completely, yeah, it's completely like, no. Anyways, anyway. this uh, company, they give each employee three badges, a green health bar indicating a completely full 10,000 HP, a yellow bar for 3,899 which is, uh, I don't know why they picked that number, but whatever. And a critical condition red bar for when they're down to just 15 HP. Do you blink red? Do you blink red? Uh, I, it's just a badge. It doesn't blink or anything. But Okay, so I already have questions. How yeah. do you min-max the system? Uh, you, you figure out who in your company actually gives a shit about this. <laughs> and then when those people are near you you switch to the red badge and then they're like oh you want some ice cream and then you you collect it this is a way to get diabetes yeah and then uh you see other people who have the 15 health bar and then you switch to your green bar and you're like hey i got you some ice cream so wait, 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 it scores wait, you so points you just choose your own health bar at any time during the day yeah, you, That's it. you wear it and then people it says here that uh, people treat you differently based off of it and then there are people commenting saying like does this actually work do people actually treat you differently and to which they said no it's they a said whole... yes they do is what i said and everyone's saying what a great idea i wish my company had this i feel like my hp is always critical you seek some help that's a little sad it's a little needy maybe counseling you know okay here's the thing okay that's a great idea i like it i like the fact that people can you know non-verbally communicate their mood that's good okay in, in, a, in, a, in a fun way that's yeah. good here's my thing about that last comment whenever somebody's like i'm always just such a mess and everybody's just so mean to me whenever somebody has whenever you find somebody who has all the trouble in the world that person is the problem yeah. okay not that person's situation that person is usually the problem well, that person is the only common denominator between with, all the problems. With all their problems, yeah. Right. So if you ever if you ever see like one of those, you know, they're usually I shouldn't be sexist, but if you ever see like one of those, you know, chatty Cathy's at work, and they're just like they're always, you know, oh my god, did you hear what this person did to me or what this person said about me? And oh my god, you know, you get if you don't love me at my worst and you don't love me at my best, these types, they're the, they're the fucking problem. They are the toxic person in their own life, making everything horrible, and they need to go see a counselor or read a good book. 
I mean, I do like this, that it, it works for this company. No, no, I, I can see this working. Like the fact that it works for this company makes it a good idea, I think. I think if we did it at our company, a lot of people in our company would just kind of be like, why are you wearing that red badge? Take it off. Don't be a, don't be don't, a wimp. Don't be a sissy. Don't be a sissy. And then on the, half of the other companies like, what does sissy mean? What does that mean? What does that word mean? <laughs> yeah. No, but like, uh, no, I think that pr promoting a, a corporate culture that is inclusive and supportive is very, very important. And I think that if this is how they, these guys figured out how to do it, that's cool. Yeah, I think that's cool. But I really do have questions about the numbers. Like, honestly, this is just the, the, the gamer in me that's like, why? What's 399? 3,999. What's what? Why? 3,899. Whatever. That's even, that's even more ambiguous. It's ridiculous. Almost said it. Almost said it. Caught myself in the middle of the word. Tisk tisk. No, I was hanging out with somebody who kept, who keeps using that word and it's rubbing off and I'm like, stop saying that word. You're going to make me say it on air and I don't want to say that word. Ridiculous. I said it and I'm not clicking my pen anymore. Okay. Um, I have a story about this. We're raiding EverQuest. It's like year 2002. Bring like, it back. We're, we're all having like a very super serious like concentration moment. You're not supposed to say anything like non-raid related in chat. This is before Ventrilo. Oh my God. Dating myself. Before Ventrilo. Before Ventrilo. Wow, Ventrilo before, was the old thing for me. Before Discord. Okay. <laughs> so you had to type everything. So he who typist the fastest was the best, you know, raid leader or whatever. And uh, we're all supposed to be super, super focused on the raid. And then suddenly... A generally, usually very serious person just types into the chat. I'm pretty sure this person's high as fuck at the time. Just says, have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and try to guess how many HP you have? <laughs> and like, anyway, the raid kind of fell apart at that point because everyone was just like debating. Not only were they laughing, but they're also debating like how many real life hit points they had. I think I think about that probably more than I should because of D&D. Because &D. like, like one strong punch from like a random person who's not trained as like a like a like a monk for example is considered one damage. Yeah. So it'd be like how many punches could I take before I'm knocked out? That's how much HP you have. Every now and then you see like I I don't know why Reddit keeps showing me public freakout like r slash public freakout it just comes up all the time. But anyway, like every now and then you'll see like a like a fight or something like that. And you'll see like a giant like Russian guy or something like that take on like twenty two dudes. Yeah. I'm just like, that guy's got like 50 HP. <laughs> that guy's min-maxing his build. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's been our, our show today, guys. Uh, let's see. What do we want comments on? Everything. Let's do... If you had a really cool car, would you then black it out of the world? Well, I think it's better than those anime cars. No. I'd take an anime car just no. just so just so I could rock up in my anime car and I, like get out. Everybody just look at me like, "What are you doing, bitch?" I'm like, "Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go to the place in my car." The collective cringe. <laughs> uh. Okay, so there's there's that. What else are we talking about? How much did you get for allowance as a kid? Did you get allowance? Um, yeah, I, actually, side note: there's an orphanage here that we've uh, volunteered for and done things with uh, in the past, and we will continue in the future. Mm. Um, and yeah, the, the high school students there get an allowance, a uh, monthly allowance. It's, it's actually pretty good. It's better than this because uh, really? they, they have to buy all of the things that they need uh, for right, themselves. Their their own toothbrushes and everything. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so they they get a, a government allowance, and then um, and so they always have pocket money. And then the 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 I don't want to call them the I guess the orphanage facilitators, the teachers. Mm -hmm. They teach them like responsible 
ways to use their money and things like that but if they wanted to they could save up all their money and just buy pokemon cards if they wanted to i mean it's they're completely free and i think that's really cool yeah that's cool i mean because and i asked the 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 facilitators like why do you guys do that like well they need to learn i mean they'll probably understand the worth of money better than oh no they absolutely do i was talking to them they're like oh yeah like my friends don't understand money at all it's like Mm -hmm. i get it it's like yeah because you know from a young age they got to figure it out yeah so no i I tell you like orphanages in japan i mean they're not it's obviously not like the happy home with the mom and father and everything but they're not sad places the kids enjoy the their lifestyles there their friends and it was you know it's been really positive to to do work with them and so i want to continue the future for sure yeah um let's see what else did we talk about uh we talked about Pringles tasting like uh, egg sandwiches. What flavor Pringles do you wish exists? Like if there was any kind of food, what flavor do you wish exists? And what the fuck is a sandwich to you? What's the difference between a cake and a sandwich? I think everybody's just going to say cake has icing on the outside. It does not because yeah. a pancake does not. Well, pancake isn't a normal cake. I actually don't eat sandwiches or pancakes or cakes, so I just don't, I'm not really an authority on this. What else did we do? <laughs> penguins did you guys like the penguins did you like my joke did you know do you know how what penguins you know how they say penguin in japanese penguin i love that i just yeah. i just think we should just go with that from now on let's call them penguins from now penguin. on penguin it's cute first time i heard that like this like super serious like japanese female teacher was like she's like penguin i was like penguin i was like what the fuck is a penguin it's like in, in las vegas they're penguins i was like what's a penguin <laughs> she's like penguin penguin i was just like penguin do you guys actually say penguin i love that i'm gonna do that from now on uh i think that's everything else there's can there's can can cannabidoil or whatever it's called but i don't care about that and that's it and the guitar that came back have you guys ever lost something that came back especially did it come back from a guy named takeshi in tokyo well if you lose something in japan it's likely to come back. only thing I, I lost my wallet several times abroad in 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 america always came back to me with the cash lost my keys one time in japan did not come back to me now given there was no identifying information on whatsoever yeah. but they i went down the, <laughs> the koban the police boxes and there was nothing so now my keys have an air tag on them uh which has actually saved my ass more than once because i'm stupid and you always say to me, you're going to lose your keys someday, Josh. I don't lose them outside anymore. I just, they fall into things in my house when I come home drunk and I have to like make it chirp at me and find it. It's okay. I'm just dealing with my alcoholism in the most responsible way possible by continuing it, by facilitating it in the best way. That's what our show today, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Same channel. I was going to say the same thing that Lightning says, but I'm not going to do that. Do you ever watch the seventies Batman? I knew, I knew what you were going to say. Same bat channel, same bats time. Yeah. But Linus always says same bad channel, same bad time. Oh. And then nobody gets it because this audience is like your age. I got it. There is there. Did you hear the story about Robin and his uh, area? No. How they try to chemically ca- ca- castrate him so he wouldn't have like visually inappropriate tights situation. YouTube that. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening, and a special thank you to our supporters on Patreon. Jan Myler, Jen, Justin Perkins, Ellen, and Dennis P. You guys rock.